Welcome to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. Tonight is the big night in the gubernatorial race. It is the first debate between Democrat and Republican nominees for Governor Gretchen Whitmer and Bill Schuette. It'll take place at the Wood Studios in Grand Rapids, and broadcaster Rick Albin is the person who is going to moderate. It will start at 7 p.m. The big news ahead of the debate, though, is kind of a surprise. It's a video that surfaced just yesterday, and it shows Bill Schuette in 1989 before an interview telling a woman behind the camera, quote, I will do anything you want. Some things I may not let you run the camera on. Here's the audio of that exchange. I would be happy to move closer to the lamp. I will do anything you want. Some things I may not let you run the camera on. But I will certainly happily. It is no easy task. I admire your tenacity. Appreciate your spirit of Vincent van Gogh. Rembrandt and Toulouse-Lautrec. A very different Bill Schuette than we are used to hearing here in the state of Michigan, recorded in 1989 before a television interview. Joining me now to talk not just about that video, but about the debate that we are all hanging on to see tonight is Shana Roth. She's the state capital correspondent for the Michigan Public Radio Network. Shana, welcome to Detroit Today. Good morning. And with us in the studio is Jake Neer, Detroit Today producer. And he and Shana are hosts of WDET's weekly series, Mishmash, which tackles statewide issues and explains how they affect you. Jake, welcome to Detroit Today. Hey, Stephen. Yeah. All right. So let's start with this video. I don't think I'm out of bounds by describing it as creepy. He sounds (laughs) creepy in that clip we just played. I also watched the video of this last night and it, the, the visuals uh, make it worse in, in, in my mm-hmm. opinion. There, there is no, um, there's no ambiguity about, I guess, what, what he seems to be up to. Jake, I'll start with you. Is this going to come up in the debate and is it going to have an effect on the evening or maybe even on the election. Well, and and I would also encourage you, the listener, to watch the video because there's all these nonverbal things that he's conveying. It's the way he's looking at the person behind the camera that we don't see. It's the way he adjusts his tie. There's just a lot of visual messages happening. But Stephen, the weirdest thing for me about this was it sent me on sort of a five to ten minute YouTube quest to find out the true <laughs> pronunciation of Van Gogh. And if you're wondering, it's actually the the Dutch pronunciation is, is something closer to Vincent fan hoch and which is ironic considering hoch is the reaction i think a lot of people had to this video um and and, and you know i i'm not sure this is a totally fair comparison uh, and i just want to say that up front but i keep thinking about 2 years ago around the same time when the Access Hollywood tape featuring Donald Trump, um, it was him bragging about sexually assaulting women. I, I mean, I, I don't know if this is, falls in the same category as that. But the reason I keep thinking about it is that that video shocked us all, mm-hmm. but it wasn't wholly surprising, if that makes any sense. And that's based on Donald Trump's 
public persona, how, what we already knew about him. But for Bill Schuette, this this side of him is something I have never seen. As you sort of mentioned earlier, Stephen, I don't think many people have seen this side of Bill Schuette, and it totally cuts against the public persona that he's crafted over decades. Mm-hmm. So I think in many ways this could shape the way voters see him as a candidate and a person. Uh, I also wonder if this, in a weird way, sort of helps him with some Republican voters in the wake of the Kavanaugh hearings. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, Shana, I, I always wonder, you know, the day that you're of the debate and you're preparing and, and you're, you know, buttoning down all kinds of things to make sure that uh, your candidate presents the way that you want mm-hmm. him or her to. Uh, and then something like this comes out of nowhere. Uh, sometimes yeah. uh, campaigns panic and you see a little chaos. Uh, other times campaigns are pretty disciplined about this kind of thing. They come up with a response and a line. They they stick to it and they get through it. What are we seeing in reaction from the shooty campaign at this point to this video? Yeah, I mean, you know, we have seen a very measured response from the shooty campaign. Um, they have not, as far as I have seen, come out with any sort of like widespread press release about it or any, you know, like messages to voters or things like that. Um, however, uh, the Detroit News and I believe also the Free Press uh, were able to get in contact with Shooty. Um, and, you know, he explained the video. He essentially said that. Uh, he thought it was funny, I guess, at the time. Uh, it, quoting from the Detroit News, that apparently was my poor attempt to be humorous 30 years ago, Shooty said in a statement noting the clip was edited to show only one short portion of an exchange. Um, it's fortunate for me that Cynthia came into my life and let me know that I am not a very funny guy, but this is no less embarrassing to me today, and I regret it. Cynthia is so, his wife. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Cynthia is his wife. So, you know, there is sort of this measured response. Um, I think what is equally interesting is not only Shooty's response to this, but also the Whitmer campaign's response to this. Um, you know, the Democratic uh, candidate, Gretchen Whitmer, has been very uh, laser-focused in always coming, you know, and always being about her issues. You know, she doesn't really have a lot of attack ads about Shooty. Uh, she's not usually coming out and just, you know, sort of saying like, vote for me just because I'm not Shooty, which is what we saw a lot in 2016 with uh, Hillary Clinton versus Donald Trump. Um, but this is something that she did respond to. Um, and she said uh, online, on, uh, she said on Twitter, I imagine everyone who's watched it had the same uncomfortable look on our faces. But even more troubling is the fact that Shooty has spent the past 33 years in office attacking the rights of women and working to take away our access to contraception and health care. So even in something like this, Whitmer is not just focusing on this video. She is, you know, sort of circling it back to issues. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, how this plays into the debate tonight, uh, whether it actually comes up or maybe it's kind of, you know, comes up in some sort of a weird roundabout way. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it will be something to kind of look for. Yeah, more more of a potential jab than an uppercut. I yeah. suppose. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, let's talk about what might be uppercuts uh, <laughs> in the debate tonight. What are the big issues that we expect? them to get into it over. Shana, I'll start with you this time. Yeah, I mean, it seems like there's there's quite a few areas that people are really interested in and really want to sort of tie the candidates down on their policies for. Whether or not the debate actually gets to all of them remains to be seen. Mm-hmm. Um, I do not have special access to questions or anything like that. Uh, <laughs> roads and infrastructure is a huge one. Yes. You know, 
we all know that our roads are crumbling, that there are problems with our bridges and, and other parts of infrastructure. I mean, our, our our state is in something of a water crisis still with Flint and now PFAS. Um, so that will be a big thing that comes up. And both candidates have in the past sort of presented something of plans or some kind of sort of plans uh, for dealing with the roads. You know, Whitmer wants to you uh, have higher user fee, uh, user fees for things like fuel tax or vehicle registration, uh, registration, or maybe doing some sort of a bond. Shooty is very anti-taxes and taxes in general is another, you know, big topic that's mm-hmm. going to come up most likely. Um, you know, education is going to be a big one. Uh, and they have a lot of differences on how to go about, you know, increasing the state's reading scores for our children um, and, you know, how to grade schools and how to turn around persistently failing schools. Um, Auto insurance, you know, that sort of cockroach issue that just will not die in our state, (laughs) how to change and improve, um, you know, some of the highest auto insurance rates in the nation in some parts of our state. Um, So plans for that. You know, those are all things that are probably going to come up. And I'm hoping that, you know, given a recent report that came out about uh, climate change and what's going on with our environment, I really hope that there's questions about the environment. And, you know, what Mm -hmm. is our next governor going to do to address, uh, you know, things like solar energy and uh, natural resources? And, you know, are we going to improve those? And how are we going to do our part uh, to keep our environment safe and healthy? Mm. Uh, Jake, are, are there other things that uh, that we should be anticipating? Tonight? Well, that was a pretty comprehensive list, so thank you, Shana. Although the one thing I would say uh, <laughs> is one thing that I've been focusing a lot on lately about a subject that's been pervasive in this campaign. Of course, roads is sort of the the one that Gretchen Whitmer has made the subject for her campaign, but um, it's it's healthcare. And and what's interesting mm-hmm. to me, yeah. I'll, I'll share a memory of me ca- covering the Capitol when I was in Shana's job a few years ago. In 2014, I was talking to a top level official in the Democratic Party over lunch about what the big topics of that, the last governor's race was going to be. And I brought up Medicaid expansion, which was brand new at the time, mm-hmm. which was in the news. People were talking about it. And he told me, no one's going to vote based on Medicaid expansion. Wow. That was 2014. It is now 2018. The program has been around for a few years. This is an issue. This is something that people are talking about. It's about access to health care. It's about how we treat people who are the poorest, who cannot afford health care. And I really do think that that is becoming something that voters really care about. And if candidates are smart, they will keep focusing on what they will do to make sure that uh, that health care is affordable and and available to people. Yeah, yeah. I want to I want to make sure that uh, that we get to some calls in this in this segment. But I also want uh, both of you to, to to quickly address things that you think will might surprise us out of out of the debate. The things that that people might tune in for mm-hmm. uh, specifically just to see. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! <laughs> what might happen? Uh, Jake, uh, you go first. Yeah, I mean, it, I think it's always sort of the surprises, right? That get the most attention the next day. The things that you're not expecting. Uh, you know, I I don't. Uh, I don't know exactly with these candidates specifically, two very, very polished, very scripted candidates who are laser focused on their own messages. What I could anticipate that people are really (laughs) excited to see, although I would really encourage people to watch. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it's the the intangibles. uh, But I think one of the things that is going to uh, come up a lot is whether or not 
Gretchen Whitmer especially, but both of them are willing to to attack each other directly, really. Yeah. Um, because so far, Bill Schuette has been a little more willing to attack Gretchen Whitmer, not the other way around in a direct way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll see if at any point they sort of are willing to go negative. Yeah. Go ahead, Shana. Yeah, I mean, for me, the thing that always keeps me watching debates is just seeing the candidates in a, in a not unique, and in a sort of unique environment for them mm-hmm. where, you know, unlike with their ads, unlike with their rallies where they are, you know, in a sort of safe bubble environment, now they are on a stage, they're being asked questions that they, do, you know, haven't, they've planned for or, you know, try, attempted to plan for, but they don't know ahead of time. And they are, are able to interact with someone who is just, you know, on many levels philosophically different from them and has a lot of different views from them. So seeing how they are able to defend their positions in such an environment for me is always interesting and it can usually lead to some surprises. You know, there's always the possibility that, you know, if they're not as strong in their convictions, you can most you're most likely going to be able to see that in a debate setting. And yeah. you know, if they don't have as clear cut of a plan as maybe, you know, a few lines on their website makes it seem like they have, you know, being challenged on that in a debate setting is really gonna, you know, sort of expose those weaknesses in the candidate. Uh, so that's something that I'm always looking for whether or not we will see like jake said any big surprises uh yeah. remains to be seen from some very polished candidates i think one of the reasons that people tune into these debates really quick is piggybacking off of shana's point to see who these people really are right yes. i mean uh the, the when i even watch uh campaign ads which is i think the most exposure these candidates get with voters uh, even people that i know from covering politics in michigan know personally and have talked to them i'm like who is this person i'm watching in this campaign <laughs> ad i don't know this it's person funny, right? it, it's yeah it's scripted it's you know it just doesn't make it doesn't uh, convey who they are so a debate maybe offers that uh, possibility yeah. it, once in a while at least yeah. uh, we've got a call that I want to make sure we get in here uh, Yana in Troy welcome to Detroit today hi thank you good hey, morning go ahead um, I'm wondering why the Green Party isn't being included in the debate considering all the environmental issues that we're facing yeah uh, Yana that's a great question uh, and I don't I would say that it's not just about what issues are on the table, but it's a question of fairness. The Green Party uh, had an actual primary uh, contest this year in in, uh, in Michigan for governor. First time they ever had that. The Libertarian Party. Or, I'm yeah, sorry, the Libertarian yeah. Party. Uh, uh, and why aren't they part of... Uh, why aren't they part of what, this? Yeah, why aren't third parties part of this? Well, you know, the debate process of figuring out when these debates are going to happen, who's going to be involved, uh, it, it is always sort of bogged down down in a lot of considerations and uh, some people would say weird considerations. Uh, but I think that uh, that is a good question. Um, but I also think that uh, one of the things that TV stations like Wood TV and Grand Rapids are thinking of when they're debating this, and also the candidates as well, uh, if the polling shows shows that uh, that candidates are not viable, really, that they don't have a certain level of support, that they want to drill into the issues with candidates that are more likely to win or have a chance, any chance of winning, really. Um, uh, you know, and that, that can be debated. I, I'm, I'm not saying that's how it should be, but that's uh, I think that is the consideration. Yeah. 
Okay, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we are going to have tickets to give away if you would like to go see Bill and Hillary Clinton live when they come to Detroit in the spring. Call now and take our Clinton quiz and win tickets to see Bill and Hillary. 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. We'll be right back with more Detroit Today. 